All right, welcome to the last episode of the marketing research process. <clears throat> this is part six, and we are going to be talking a bit more about, you know, some things that I probably talked about already, like the sample size and the rule of thumb within industry standards and types of sampling error, but also the marketing deck and actually the presentation, right? <clears throat> So how large of a sample do you need? And you kind of have to ask yourself several questions. One is how accurate do you need it to be? How homogenous is the population? What confidence level do you need? What type of an analysis will you do? How many subgroups will you analyze? And this includes like age, income, geographic location, and customer size. But there's a rule of thumb for the industry standards, which is 100 per subgroup. And for advertising, it's 200 to 300. And to calculate sample size, you just got to go to like SurveyMonkey and enter in the population size, standard deviation, and the confidence level and the error margin. And those are all things that I've said previously, but you know, I'll say it again. For standard deviation, you just keep it at 0.5. For error margin, just keep that at 5%. Confidence level anywhere from 90 to 95 is good enough. You know, some people can do 99, but then you have a larger population or a larger sample. And generally, you will have around from like 250 to maybe 550 participants that you need, which isn't a lot to, you know, represent like millions of people, which kind of goes to show, you know, like how much you can, you know, achieve with like math but also a little amount of people and of course with sampling you know there's two types of error right so there's non-sampling error and this pertains to all sources of error other than sample selection and you want you want to just keep this in mind especially when you're choosing the sample size and where you're getting it from because there can be external variables that affects your sampling and also you know affects your accuracy of the whole research process now, I forgot what the other one was, but I think that's all there is to know about the sample size and, you know, with the industry, because once you get to this point, you do all the work with the quantitative and qualitative and get the right amount. Now you have all the data, analyzed it, but also code it. You're going to prepare the, you know, proposal or the, no, not the proposal, the presentation and actually presenting the information right <clears throat> so the the one part that you know some clients will only see is not even like the work you do like the focus groups or the ethnographies or the uh, qualitative or quantitative work the one thing that they may only see is the executive summary so that is the most important part which includes everything about you done but mainly the recommendations as well and when you're doing this presentation, you want to tell a compelling story and you want to continually refer back to the research process, the management decision and the research objectives. You want to have lots of data collected, but you'll also want to have a good idea of where the story ends. Another thing to keep in mind is that the presentation should bring you to the end from analysis. So make sure that there's a good ending that people can take away and not just, you know, yap their ears off. The other thing you want to keep in mind is to know your audience, whether it's the board or a C-suite or the marketing team, 
what message do you want to communicate the character and the plot and the relatability and message and conflict these are all important things when writing a story for a book but it's also the same thing for your marketing presentation you also want to point out your consumers and make them the hero not the brand you're working with or the company you're working for and to keep this in mind you also have to well actually no scrap that one thing to help you write this story is to have like an easy for force that plan right so the first thing you want to like really understand is the plot so what happened and what are the conflicts the second thing is the characters who is involved in the story now you don't want to talk mainly about yourself or the company but talk majority of the consumers and their experiences with you know the company you're working for or your company if you're doing it for your own the marketing research for your own company and the third is the methodology which is the way that you know you use the respondents and how you collected the information and how they are going through their customer journeys and their pain points and the solutions that you know they're using to solve those pain points now the next things or the next step and the last step is the participants which is you know you and the client that you're working with but that's just essentially actually the whole you know everything about marketing research process like it wasn't even that much it was just six episodes and you know i summarized that within like you know if you put it all together probably like an hour or a little bit over an hour and you know there's definitely more to it i i really just summarized it but i did go in depth with a lot of it and this was over a whole semester of work and it's definitely valuable to use this information to understand more about consumers and just their behaviors and interests but also things that they like and dislike about your brand or your competitor's brand and i think one interesting thing was i was given the option to research about another company and to see why volunteers were uh, not interested in volunteering right and one cool thing about marketing research is that when you look at the research and you understand things that you know perhaps some people would never think about you could have easy answers so for example i came up with the hypothesis that perhaps you know some people don't feel really reinforced when they're done volunteering or they don't see the work that they do that gets applause and and those are like possible hypotheses but then i also said you know it's important to take the net promoter score because if the nps is like negative or really low and below the industry standard for you know this company's industry then it means to show that the hypotheses are all nulled and not applicable meaning that it's just a problem with the service and the environment and the employees and not the actual work of doing it and the good cause that the company stands for and so certain you know solutions can like come out of it just from basic questions like how likely are you to recommend our company so you can see like the amazingness of things but you know it's not always going to be easy it's definitely going to come with bumps and um like straight paths but also curves but also you know turnarounds so that's just you know a lot about what i know about marketing research and things i've taken notes on and i also wanted to do this series just to you know refresh my mind about the marketing research process just so i don't forget it and if you have any questions or you know just want to get more into it and have questions about the process yourself or need advice i'm always open to you know messages and emails as well and as always you can find me on social medias at sigma and thank you for listening